Hey you guys, thanks for tuning in to Mystery Monday with the Page Turner right here on Anchor. I recently found a TV show that I really like. It's called Ripper Street, and it follows the detectives in Whitechapel in the months following the Jack the Ripper attacks. So this is after Jack the Ripper stopped murdering people, or at least stopped murdering people in that style that we think of when you hear Jack the Ripper. Um, and it follows these detectives who are trying to keep this community together after these attacks stop devastating their community. So everybody's still kind of on edge. There's still a lot of chaos going on, a lot of uncertainty, and everyone's still scared even though Jack the Ripper isn't actively terrorizing the community anymore. So I thought it was a really interesting show. And I am curious about Jack the Ripper, so I want to talk about one theory that I think is pretty out there. By now you might be wondering what Jack the Ripper or a TV show about the detectives who investigated Jack the Ripper have to do with books. But there's one theory that I think would really put a big spin on a huge part of the book world. That theory is that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle beloved author of the Sherlock Holmes series was Jack the Ripper. I don't know that this theory is any good. They have several different pieces of evidence that they kind of use to justify their claim. I don't know that I believe it, but there's hundreds of theories and this is definitely makes sense more than some of the other ones. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that and then I want to hear what you think. So these Ripperologists who believe Arthur Conan Doyle and Jack the Ripper are one and the same have several different reasons for thinking so. One of them seems like a bit of a stretch to me, but the whole theory is a little bit off for me, that Jack the Ripper knows how to tell a story. There have been hundreds of thousands of murders, probably more than that, in the last 130 years. But we're still talking about these five deaths done by one, caused by one man, Jack the Ripper, who knows how to tell a story. He knows how to keep people interested in, and he knows how to go toe right up to the line of getting caught, but not getting caught. And that's what captures human curiosity. That's what holds people's attention, and that's exactly what Conan Doyle does in his Sherlock Holmes books. So, I don't know if that's a real correlation. There's no evidence that we can use to back that up. But if you're thinking about uh, the psychology behind this, Jack the Ripper definitely wanted to make a statement that would be quite long-lasting, and he was smart enough to do all of this without being caught. There was a letter that was supposedly written by Jack the Ripper to the police and it was uh, released in different newspapers and it was actually where Jack the Ripper got the nickname Jack the Ripper. The police were calling him Leather Apron or different other names like that but Jack the Ripper is the one that stuck and it's not really clear if this was a real letter written by Jack the Ripper or not. There is a letter with completely different handwriting that is believed to have definitely been written by Jack the Ripper, so I'm tempted to just completely throw out this piece of evidence 
um, when thinking about Jack the Ripper. However, it is kind of interesting when we're talking about this theory because there are a few things in here that indicate that uh, Arthur Conan Doyle could have been Jack the Ripper. So if we think that this could have been written by the serial killer known as Jack the Ripper, then it definitely does add to this theory that Arthur Conan Doyle was Jack. The letter is kind of playful. It does follow Arthur Conan Doyle's normal writing style. A couple of quotes from it. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. Um, he couldn't sign your real name, obviously. If you're writing a letter uh, claiming to be a serial killer, you're not going to sign it. Thanks, by the way, here's exactly how to find me. So he uses a little code. Um, if you play around with the letters a little bit, it does have Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, initials in it. And also the word Ripper was a more colloquial term for doctor at this time. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle was a practicing doctor at this time, so it does feed into this theory that he would have had the medical knowledge that Jack the Ripper is suspected of having. Jack the Ripper was very meticulous in his carving. He definitely liked to see the innards. <laughs> that sounds a little bit gross and I don't want to get too detailed in this because he did do some pretty gruesome things. Um, but whoever was doing these murders, he definitely had some kind of knowledge of how the body is put together, um, more so than the average person would have, especially at this time. So there is a theory, um, and most suspects who were on the Jack the Ripper shortlist were doctors or surgeons or fishermen or butchers, butchers being close to the top of it. In fact, investigators interviewed every butcher and butcher's apprentice in the area of Whitechapel not too long after the Jack the Ripper attacks. Jack the Ripper was seen wearing a leather apron, which was very common for butchers of this time period to wear. Um, when you think about Ripper being a term for a doctor, it could very well be that Jack the Ripper was either a butcher or a doctor. So, at the end of this letter that might be a hoax, uh, there's a postscript that says, they say I'm a doctor now, ha ha. Now, I don't know if that's Jack the Ripper gloating because police were suspecting he could be a doctor and he knows that he is not a doctor and is just enjoying the high of being uh, grouped in with a group of people who are stereotypically smarter than average. Or if he's talking about his real life, that he is now a doctor and he is excited about it. So if you think of the they as being a board of doctors, that even more feeds into the Arthur Conan Doyle series, theory. Um, Arthur Conan Doyle has a bit of a uh, dark sense of humor, and I do too. So another piece of evidence that they use is that he graduated with his medical degree and then he drew a caricature of himself dancing around in one hand carrying 
what looks like a stick. I guess it could be a rolled up scroll of some sort. I'm not really sure and I haven't looked into the origins of the picture much to make sure, but it's him holding the diploma with the caption, License to Kill. Now, I have a little bit of a dark sense of humor too, and this License to Kill letter might be something that I would send to my mom, um, just to be funny. Obviously, I don't think that having a medical license gives you the authority to start killing people. However, it might be a funny joke to make. Um, the argument that these ripperologists are making is that this isn't something that a normally sane person would joke about. Um, it means that he's got a pretty unusual attitude towards homicide and that uh, he's more excited about the possibilities of cutting people open and doing the more gruesome aspects of being a doctor as opposed to the more healing and positive aspects of being a part of the medical professions. So I don't know, again, obviously drawing yourself as a murderer with a diploma isn't the most normal thing to do, but I don't think that points to mentally deranged serial killer either. So I don't know about that at all. And another big thing is think about the type of person personality that Jack the Ripper needed to have. Uh, it's described as a pretty chameleon-like personality. They need to be a cold-blooded killer who is able to dismember, not dismember, but uh, completely take apart a body in the dark at a sh in a short amount of time. However, they also need to be charismatic and uh, approachable enough that these women wouldn't be afraid to go to a dark place with him in the middle of the night. So that's kind of two very different personality traits normally. It has to be somebody who's very talented, has a lot of knowledge of how the body is put together. They have to have a little bit of morbid curiosity. They have to know about how the body works, but they also need to come across as a decently normal person that you wouldn't be scared to meet in a dark alleyway. Someone who is familiar with Arthur Conan Doyle might argue that that is Arthur Conan Doyle's personality to a T. Um, in fact, his last year of medical school, he was on a whaling ship where he described his time gutting seals as they were still alive and skinning them. And that's definitely a grisly image. And he said it was hard at first um, because the seals were so cute and lovable, but he got used to it quickly and in seconds he was able to skillfully cut out certain organs in the dark um, in a matter of minutes before the seals even died. So that definitely is sounds like Jack the Ripper's style. Now, if you have any knowledge of being on a whaling ship and cutting seals, maybe that's not that uncommon. I don't know. I've never worked in the whaling industry. But it's kind of interesting that Arthur Conan Doyle did describe that experience um, 
And it's very similar to the way Jack the Ripper was doing most of his signature murders. Now the last major piece of evidence that these people who think Arthur Conan Doyle and Jack the Ripper are the same person is a literary analysis of Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is one of the most famously known uh, fictional characters. In fact, a lot of people even think he was a real person, and that's because he was based on a real detective who was working for Scotland Yard at the time. We know that Arthur Conan Doyle enjoyed writing about the cat and mouse game, especially with Sherlock Holmes coming out on top every single time. The question is, did Arthur Conan Doyle enjoy playing this cat and mouse game between his fictional character and Scotland Yard in his novels so much that he would invent a real-life serial killer, play out this character in real life so that he could take his stories to the next level? To me, that seems very far-fetched, but it's not in the realm of impossible. People who are going to become serial killers usually are difficult for your average person to understand, so maybe it is true. There is some evidence pointing that way. I don't agree with all the evidence. I think there might be better theories out there, but I haven't seen anybody able to disprove it with absolute certainty either. So until we know more about who Jack the Ripper was, which might not happen for quite some time, then we have to agree that there is some possibility that Arthur Conan Doyle was Jack the Ripper. Now if we want to talk about Jack the Ripper theories that involve Arthur Conan Doyle not with him as the killer, there still are a couple of interesting theories. The first being that Arthur Conan Doyle thought that we could be talking about Jill the Ripper. In fact, he pointed out that a woman namely a midwife, would be able to run around at any time in the day, covered in blood, would easily be able to get the attention of a prostitute, or any woman for that matter, without too many uh, difficulties. There is some evidence that um, says that it could have been a woman, but we're dealing with evidence that's over a hundred years old, so it's hard to tell. There was an Australian scientist named Ian Findlay that took saliva samples from some of the Jack the Ripper letters. I talked about them earlier. There were hundreds of letters that came in, but only a handful that were thought to be at least semi-credible, and some of those were sent by women. So it could be a woman of some sort. Anyway, we could be dealing with Jill the Ripper, in which case we know that Arthur Conan Doyle had nothing to do with these murders in any fashion. The only female suspect who was looked at was Mary Piercy, who was executed in 1890 for murdering uh, her boyfriend's wife and child. Now that is the same time that the detectives investigating the Jack the Ripper murders were uh, deciding to close the case, and they never gave any reason for why they would close five murders when they're only about two years old at that time. So it is an interesting theory. Now the last 
Jack the Ripper, Arthur Conan Doyle theory that I've heard pushes this firmly into the realm of conspiracy theories. Now those other two theories are a little bit out there, but they are nothing compared to this one. This theory uh, was pointed out by Dr. Joseph Bell, who was the real-world model for Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Dr. Joseph Bell had the same kind of personality that you can expect from Sherlock Holmes because he was the model of him. So he's got those deductive powers and incredible observation skills. Um, and Dr. Joseph Bell was consulted in the Jack the Ripper case. He consulted another friend who he described as someone who likes puzzles that might be able to provide some interesting insight. A lot of people think that friend was Arthur Conan Doyle, but nobody really knows for sure. What we do know is that Dr. Joseph Bell and his friend never discussed it, but they came to the same conclusion about who Jack the Ripper was. They both wrote their theory on a piece of paper and mailed it into the police. They both gave the same name, and that name was Prince Albert Victor, who was the grandson of Queen Victoria. He was a member of the royal family, and the theory is that uh, after he was named, the Scotland Yard officials in charge of the investigation quietly took the matter to Buckingham Palace, where it was rug-swept and quietly closed as a case. Uh, do I believe that the royal family could have a serial killer in it? Sure, every family's got their bad eggs. Do I think that Queen Victoria and company covered up one of the biggest scandals uh, in England? I don't know about that. Um, Prince Albert, who was known as Eddie among his family and friends, definitely had some mental health issues. He uh, was definitely a part of a few scandals. A lot of people thought that he could have been homosexual, but nobody really knows that for a fact. Uh, and a lot of people have said that there's a chance he was Jack the Ripper. Now, other documents show that he was outside of London during the murders, but if this was some type of conspiratorial government cover-up planned by the royal family, uh, it wouldn't be hard to say, no, he was traveling on official business that we can't tell you about because we're the royal family and we have secretive business that isn't known to everybody. So, there is a chance that Prince Albert, a member of the royal family, was Jack the Ripper. I think it's also slim. This isn't a theory that I think has a lot of weight, but it could have been true. And Arthur Conan Doyle and the real-life Sherlock Holmes are the ones who put it there. Now, Prince Albert died suddenly and unexpectedly in 1892, which was just a couple of years after the investigation was closed. The main reason that people give for uh, the the case being suddenly closed by detectives in 1890, just two years after these attacks, is that they had a pretty good idea about who the Jack the Ripper was. They couldn't uh, build an official case, but they had enough reason to believe that they found the culprit, and the culprit wasn't something, wasn't someone who could 
uh, remain active as a serial killer. That could be because he passed away, because he was in prison for a different crime. That could mean that um, he was warned by his grandma that he couldn't pull that kind of stunt again. We don't know, and maybe we'll never know. Um, but the main thing is that a lot of people think the police solved the case, but chose not to make an official report saying who the suspect was because they wanted that air of mystery and they wanted to keep people on guard. So if you wanted to keep people out of a dark area and keep them from doing uh, illegal things like prostitution, having an invisible nameless boogeyman like Jack the Ripper still at large is definitely a good way to keep that fear alive. Now, I'm definitely no expert on Jack the Ripper, but if I had to name the best theory, I would say that it was Jacob Levy, who was a butcher in the Whitechapel area at the same time. Uh, Jacob Levy contracted syphilis from a prostitute, which explains why Jack the Ripper went after a lot of prostitutes. Now, Jack the Ripper also disfigured all of his victims in some pretty telltale ways. He went after their uh, abdomen. He wanted to see what was inside. He also did a lot of disfiguring to the face. Now that is also a symptom of late stage syphilis, which was something that his children were suffering from because after getting syphilis from a prostitute, Joseph Levy passed it on to his wife, who passed it on to their children in birth. So in 1888, Joseph Levy's children were dying from syphilis, um, because of a mistake that Joseph Levy had made. In addition to being a butcher, he was also very familiar with the Whitechapel area. Like most serial killers, Jack the Ripper is theorized to have stalked in an area he was familiar with. Some of the victims were found uh, less than a mile away from Jacob Levy's home. He was a very strong suspect. In fact, one of the head investigators during the Jack the Ripper original investigation put him in their top three suspects. Now, this theory that Jacob Levy was Jack the Ripper really ties in very well with the idea that the investigators decided to quietly close the case in 1890 while still keeping that invisible boogeyman out and alive because... Jacob Levy was uh, put into an asylum in 1890. So with Jack the Ripper off the streets, there's really no more need for them to continue investigating these murders. Um, but they didn't want to release that statement because they wanted to keep the city the way that it had been in the time since Jack the Ripper started his killings, which was mostly prostitute-free. Most of the prostitutes moved to brothels, which were still just as active, but they were a little bit cleaner, they were safer, and they kept the city being a nicer area for people to live. That's my theory. Do you know anything about Jack the Ripper that you want to add? Have you heard any of these theories about Jack the Ripper being Arthur Conan Doyle or him being involved in this case in any way? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, please call in or leave a comment. Feel free to contact me on other social media if you'd rather do that. Love to hear from you and have a great Monday.